0: Hi guys, I'm Robin. And I'm Casey. And this is the Lost Podcast from the Aficionados Podcast Network. As you guys know, last week, at least I hope you know, if not, so sorry to be the bearer of bad news. Yikes. But last Tuesday, um, we got some news. Casey was kind enough to write sort of a summary about what we learned. Did you want to read that, Casey? Sure.
1: Yeah, so this kind of just goes over something that came out last week. It's Quite upsetting. Yes. Content warning there's some really not great things both in the material I'm referencing and in this little summary. There's a lot of racism, sexism, gross things. So if that's too upsetting for you, please just take care of yourself. But this kind of little overview in particular and the article itself does mention lynching in particular. So take care.
0: Yes. And I did want to say also that like, as I put in the disclaimer at the beginning of our constant podcast, we do unfortunately have two episodes of this podcast that are currently recorded and fully edited before this news came out. And so we don't have the information that we now have when we recorded those podcasts. But our we, we still wanted to post something before we just said, yeah, we'll talk about the news, but uh, in in September. yeah, that wouldn't be you know funny. we want we wanted to make sure that we said something and we talked about it beforehand. So
1: yeah. and like this is kind of just us acknowledging what happened talking about it, and I guess discussing what we'll be doing differently going forward. I, I don't want yeah. it to seem like we're making a comment on this because we have a compulsive need to comment on everything. Um, um yeah <laughs> that's not the case. Uh, We just feel it's important that everyone is educated and aware because that's kind of the best thing you can do when you learn upsetting news about your favorite piece of media. Yeah, and I
0: also feel that a lot of people are searching for some clarity. Not that it wasn't clear, but like, um, you know, people are looking for uh, conversations about this as like a solace and a comfort.
1: Right. And um, I think kind of just the best thing that we can do is take in all the information and go forth with an informed mind Mm -hmm. because an ignorant mind is no good and ignoring uh the problems we're going to be discussing doesn't help anyone and it reduces the affected people and their experiences and we just want to be mindful and aware and what's the word? I don't know what the word is. (laughs) I don't know what the word is either. I lost my train of thought. You get the gist.
0: I just, yeah, I think it would be so irresponsible for us to just leave it and not talk about it. And I wouldn't want to listen to a podcast that just ignored these problems.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, this is kind of a little overview of what exactly went down. If you're still like, what are you even talking about? Yeah. Yeah. On May 30th, Vanity Fair published an excerpt from journalist Mo Ryan's upcoming book, Burn It Down, which investigates power imbalances, harassment, abuse, and toxic work environments in Hollywood. Um, The excerpt was a chapter about what went on behind the scenes of Lost specifically, uh, with interviews from over a dozen creatives who worked on the show in different capacities, including actors, writers, and producers. The interviews revealed a disturbing, harrowing look at the show's toxic culture of racism, misogyny, Pay inequity and a hostile power hierarchy that led to unfair retribution and firings when creatives on the show tried to advocate for themselves or their colleagues. Co-producers Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse are accused of creating, fostering, and encouraging this toxic environment. The evidence is alarming. Harold Perrineau, who plays Michael, recounts the blatant racism and pay disparities he faced that led to his exit from the show. Writer Monica Ou describes numerous racist comments that were made and often encouraged in the writer's room including one specific instance in which Carlton toyed with the idea of killing the character of Mr. Echo in a manner akin to lynching, and she was fired not long after expressing her concerns. Writer-producer Melinda Shue Taylor recalls having Carlton take credit for an episode she and fellow writer Gregory Nations wrote, and writer Javier Grigio Marchwatch attest to the toxic environment and penned his own statement detailing the severity of the harassment, bullying, and discrimination. Damon and Carlton were also interviewed to give their comments on the allegations and their responses were upsetting and dismissive. Both deny having had any knowledge of what was going on and largely refuse accountability. These incidents barely scratch the surface of what is cited in Moe's interviews. And while it may be difficult, we encourage all of our listeners to give both Moe's article and Hobby's personal statement a read, both of which will be linked in the notes of this episode.
0: Absolutely. Well written. And I'm glad that you wrote that um, because I was so upset that I was like, oh, I have to go and say something on sunday and i'm just gonna show up yeah so it it was so good of you to to write it and i appreciate that
1: oh thank you and like just to like say off the bat if you don't know like who mo ryan is i cannot overstate enough like what a what an admired and seasoned journalist and tv and pop culture critic she is she is like anyone who wants to do anything in the realm of entertainment journalism like she is who you look up to so I'm personally really excited to read her full book I think it's going to be really jarring as just this one excerpt was but um if there's any source you can trust to get the whole story and not hold back it's her mm-hmm. and and her piece that was published was startling and alarming and horrifying but also extremely well written and incredibly mm-hmm. researched i mean the fact that she was even able to get both damon and carlton's comments on this is incredible and i think it says something yeah i think it kind of shows you that you know she's not going at this looking to paint anyone as a villain she's mm-hmm. looking to uncover what exactly has been happening for years and years behind the scenes of our favorite shows and movies.
0: Yeah. So something that we've been like, it it hasn't, at at the time of recording this, it has not even been a week since it came out. But one of the things that we in particular have wanted to make very clear is that it's not really about any of us. It's about the people who were hurt. And I am so, I am so happy that this finally came out so that they could see a little bit of peace.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can see in, um, Javi's statement that he released separately. You, you can see the weight of what he's been holding on to because, you know, as kind of the is kind of the crux of Moe's book and the purpose, you know, kind of in untangling and kind of taking a real look at, you know, the people we praise in Hollywood, the people we acclaim as geniuses and innovators and like these all powerful minds who are just like totally shifting the, the, landscape of media, like, like Damon and Carlton were when Lost came out and continue to be praised. It's a lot of pressure to say anything bad about that. And the interviews kind of go into that. But Javi's statement in particular, really uh, shed some light on what it is like living under the guise of these geniuses. And you know, having the entire world telling you that your bosses are like the most creative, innovative minds in the industry and meanwhile you work for them and you have seen just what the cost of that genius is and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of everyone that they stepped on to get to that level.
0: Yeah, I, and so like I said, it's not about us, it's about the people who dealt with this. But I think it would be, maybe not ignorant, but like it would be stupid <laughs> to say that this doesn't also affect us And everybody else who loved this show.
1: Oh, fully. Fully.
0: I feel like a fool. Yeah. I spent Tuesday evening bawling my eyes out. Because I come on here. Sorry, guys. Your girl's gonna cry again.
1: Get passionate.
0: I come on here... Every episode, talking about how great they are, every time they wrote an episode, I say that it was written by our friends, Damon and Carlton. Turns out they were never our friends this entire time. You guys, I met Damon. I have a picture with Damon. I have a book signed by Damon on my bookshelf that I'm looking at right now. And who was this man this entire time? It's not about
1: me, but but it's important to me, you know? It sucks because because they fooled you you know it's about the people that were hurt the people who were abused frankly and as we can see from you know these interviews that were done within the past couple of years they still have lasting trauma from this you know yeah it's a it's about them but it's also it's completely justified that this really sucks for the fans it really sucks (laughs) It, it really sucks. And I know, like, you went through this with Harry Potter, which yes. super sucks, like to have two really important pieces of media just kind of like completely disenchanted before your eyes. And like, it it sucks so much. And, you know, Damon and Carlton's comments in the article. Yes. Just they both of them kind of fiend this air of ignorance and Oh, we had no idea this was going on. And Damon at at least, at yeah. least, like I'm not justifying his actions in any way, but he no. at least, you know, says point blank, I failed. He says, yeah. I was their leader. I was supposed I was supposed to cultivate a safe environment and I failed. And you know he kind of does lean on his his youth and his naivete mm-hmm. like in that, and you know kind of makes excuses for why that was. Whereas you know Mo kind of pushes back on that and says, you know, this was a thirty something year old man at the time. He wasn't a child. Yeah. You know, he was an adult, but he at least acknowledges in some capacity that he did fail. Carlton, mm-hmm. on the other hand, that oh, guy's boy. dead to me. Uh, yeah. He did not even. You know, talk with Mo personally. He penned responses through a PR consultant and passed them along to her, like very uh, detached from kind of the whole point of the article which is to get like Mm -hmm. an honest look at you know these two creators and the environment they fostered carlton was so dismissive he denied everything he denies the incident with mr echo's death that monica recounts like denies everything pleads not guilty and just a horrible horrible gaslighter to everyone so you know, neither of them come out clean at the end of this. Mm -mm. But, you know, I hope it's at least some consolation like for you, Robin, that like, Damon at least acknowledges the problem. And who knows what he'll do with that going forward. Who knows if he'll continue to investigate that. But I I think that also Mo, um, who has been colleagues and uh, friends with Damon for many, many years and you know was able to have a very honest conversation with him um she kind of pushes back when he pleads kind of the the innocence and naive showrunner yeah. uh uh play card he like yeah. plays the card yeah yeah she she really pushes back on that and says you know were you kind of passively or actively ignorant and you can cut you yeah. can actually tell in the article which again goes to how well written it is you can c- really see the moment that Damon is hit with, oh, I was actively ignorant. I chose yeah. to ignore these things. I knew they were happening and I chose to ignore them.
0: I, uh, when the article came out, I was at work and so I couldn't read it. It's quite lengthy. It's all worth reading. but it's quite lengthy. And so I couldn't read it until I got home from work. And so I had multiple people messaging me about it before I could even read it. And I said, please just tell me that I don't have to hate Damon now. I don't like Carlton, whatever, but don't let, don't tell me I have to hate Damon now. And everyone's like, listen, Damon came out better than Carlton, but like still not good. And when I read it, I was like, no, I kind of still have to hate Damon now though. And I will. Yeah. (laughs) It's, you know, it's, so I am not I'm not hard. making any excuses for Damon to be super clear. Right. I'm not right. like I'm not coveting Damon. Yeah. I will not.
1: I think even just that, just that tiny like disillusionment of him as a creator, mm-hmm. it, you don't you don't have to like actively go out of your way to like despise that man now. Just like yeah. as long as you have the knowledge that he was a young, well-to-do white man in Hollywood who yes. got in by luck and by privilege and didn't do great in advocating for anyone else. Like, I think, you know, you know, even that is not, that's not enough, but that's kind of where I think Moe's trying to go with it. You know, in this one chapter and in her whole book is, you know, we can't just be praising every kind of okay white man as a genius Mm -hmm. because then they shoot to power and they step on everyone else to get there, even if they don't know they're doing it.
0: Yeah, the thing that like kills me about it, though, is that like Lost was a genius show. It was. Yeah. And even if there was people of color behind it as, I mean, there were people of color behind it, obviously, but the people of color being like the main showrunners, I would still say those people were geniuses. Yes. You know, like what scares me is that people are like, everyone said that Lost was
1: a genius show because it was these two white men behind it. And that was not true. No, that was never, ever true. That was the entire writer's room. Which was...
0: It was the entire... It was everything. And that's the thing is that, like, what sucked about Harry Potter is that, like, it wasn't just, like, some actor. It was Jo. She wrote Mm -hmm. the whole thing. Yeah. The entire thing was her. And it was, like, wow. You know? But now with this, it's, like, first of all, Damon and Carlton did not write the whole thing, and they were not behind the whole thing. There were actors and uh, a million other creatives on this show, a crew that, like, put this whole thing together, you know? So at least there's that, mm-hmm. but so much of it came out of their brain that I'm, like, like, that's, when I met Damon, I was so excited. Mm-hmm. Daily now is not the time to scratch your ear. Oh my god. I was like, are you, like, tapping on your microphone with aggression? No. <laughs> Name it, or that's daily. <laughs> like when I met him, I was like, oh my gosh, the whole thing came from his brain. Like, this is so exciting that I got to meet him. I cried. And he was so nice. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, but it wasn't all from him. It wasn't. Yeah.
1: And it, it never was. They never tried to not make it about them you know yeah they yeah. they never said oh we're we're the names you think of but really it's it's an entire group effort you know they never mm-hmm. did that they never tried not to take credit for the genius of it they said yes this this is ours this is all ours we are responsible for this and that is not the case there's an entire crew of writers and producers and actors and set designers like uh, Mm -hmm. the set designers and that like the show would not be what it is without them like imagine all the times that they so thoughtfully were like aware of their show and thought how cool would it be if we had this one object in the background like I doubt Damon and Carlton even thought about that but the fans were actually who actually care about the show we noticed that and That has nothing to do with Damon and Carlton. Like, it's an entire group effort that Damon and Carlton completely took credit for. The part that, like,
0: really got to me was the fact that Damon was like, I don't recall any of that, but I can't imagine those people would lie about that. So it must have happened, you know? But Carlton was like, nope, they lied. That's not true. And it's like... All of that was a lie, and I don't know why people are lying about me. Exactly. And, like... (laughs) I'm like, dude, come on! (laughs) Carlton, I'll I'll at least say
1: we see right through you bud Uh oh it's bad you know uh, Damon's responses are just like a little more sinister in the fact that you can tell they're so calculated yes you can tell he knows exactly what Mo is saying to him he he knows exactly what went on it's kind of like all coming to him and he's he's trying to come out on the other side okay exactly exactly it's it's very calculated and Carlton at least is like no (laughs) (laughs) he's just like, no, I'll
0: just let everyone know who I am. I pretend not to see it. (laughs) The one person who I was really hoping, (laughs) I was hoping to hear from in the article, um, is that I want to hear from Jack Bender. Really
1: bad. Uh, (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know how he feels about it or what he thinks at all, but like Jack Bender is one of the like high creatives that I really, um, that I think of when I think about this show too. And so, yeah, I'm just interested to
1: know what Jack Bender also that's thought. that's so true i didn't even think about that but yeah i would love to hear from yeah. him the one thing i will say that Moe's piece doesn't talk about but has been floating around in the lost mm-hmm. fandom for years mm. is um the sexual assault allegations against henry ian cusick um I don't know all the details, but from what I have seen, it's pretty obvious that I believe like a lower staff member was uh, sexually assaulted or harassed or both, I'm not sure by Ian and his press team kind of did everything they could to cover it up and make it go away. And I, I just find it interesting that like with everything else that was touched on in the piece, That was never brought up, so... Yeah, um, I, uh, I, it was swept under the rug so well that
0: I did not know about that until all of this started coming out on Tuesday. I had no idea.
1: Yeah, I didn't know about it until late, late, late in the game with The 100, which obviously was years after Lost and years after the, um event occurred yeah but that instance in particular I feel like has been you know so swept under the rug Mm -hmm. partly because Lost fans are so afraid to have bad things about their favorite show come out to the world and you know to kind of give anyone a reason not to like Lost and Mm -hmm. I mean I will say that myself and other fans I know I think We've been complicit in that. And if this event, this whole expose, not no pun intended um, yeah. of Mos kind of shows us is that we cannot be complicit in those things. We cannot yeah. be so afraid of criticizing the things we love that we let them get away with whatever they want mm-hmm. because that's not genuine love and that is not how things get better. Like if you really love something, You should want to criticize it. If you don't care about something, you don't care enough about it to criticize it. But if you truly love something, you want to see it get better. You want to see it get better in story. You want to see it get better, like, in how that story is made and the environment in which the creators of that story are treated. Like, you should want it to get better. And we should want to not repeat what happened, you know?
0: I feel like a lot of the things that, like, we see that were sort of behind the curtain where we sort of like always chalk up to it was the early 2000s they didn't know better yeah and now I'm like I think they did or at least somebody in that writer's room knew better and maybe said something and it still happened you know one of the things that I noticed so much is like we're this is crazy because you guys the next episode that we have to record is meet Kevin Johnson and we were supposed to record it last week and we had to postpone for a couple reasons and then this came out within that week and I am just so happy that we get to record Meet Kevin Johnson with this information.
1: Yeah. I think uh, it would be
0: horrible to listen back to the podcast that we recorded last Saturday without knowing this information.
1: Yeah and honestly I think that kind of also stands for if we were to go back to like some of the earlier episodes even Mm -hmm. just in in just this season let alone the whole series of you know things we kind of did chalk up to well it was the early 2000s yeah it yeah. didn't land great that is something that i don't think we can say anymore i don't think we mm-hmm. can yep chalk up the mistakes to yeah the way they handled the saeed plot those early 2000s yeah. Yeah. man I, we can't do that anymore
0: oh yeah oh you guys season six is about to get bodied by us let me tell you <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, slammed into the ground. <laughs> uh-huh. Burned. I'm mad, season six! We're coming for you. We're coming for you. Uh-huh, yeah. So, I think that's kind of what we're taking away from this. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. want to speak for the both of us, but I think Robin and I are kind of on the same page where, mm-hmm. you know, this isn't, like, a one-off thing where we address it and forget about it. This is yeah. fundamentally going to shape how we cover the show going forward and you know how we re-watch it you know in the years and years to come because god knows we love to re-watch this stupid stupid show and <laughs> it, it sucks that we, yeah everything that we learned oh yeah go on sorry i was just gonna say like it sucks that now all of that all of those watches going forward are going to be tainted by yeah. This really awful stuff. That super sucks. But in those moments, I think we do just have to remind ourselves, like, this sucks for us. It sucks even more for the people who it harmed actively. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, we are going to keep talking about Lost. Um. I have to keep loving Lost because I know, like, it doesn't- Learning all this information doesn't change what it did for me in my life and how much it means to me. Can I tell you a story? uh, Please, I
1: love an anecdote.
0: So, a couple years ago, me and Brittany and Sam were driving. We had driven to Edmonton from Vancouver to visit our family for like a week, and then we were driving back, and we do it like in one night. It takes 12 hours, we take shifts. You know, Brittany always takes the last shift and we are driving from Edmonton to Vancouver. We're around Chilliwack, almost home, and there are these men in this truck. Brittany gives them the middle finger. Should she have done that?
1: Probably not. But it's Brittany. But usually nothing bad happens. <laughs> usually nothing bad happens. If you know Brittany, you know that there is nothing that woman loves more than sparking a fight with a random white man.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she does that. And these men follow us trail us try and get in front of us and slam on the brakes pass us but then get off on a an exit to get behind us again for like 45 minutes to an hour it was terrifying we were like if they get up too close to us are they gonna do they have any weapons in the truck like we don't know it was very scary we called the police we got away from them we stopped at a gas station somewhere the police took our statement they could never find these guys but one thing that's always really stuck with me from that night from a couple years ago. We were in like Surrey, I think. We're like an hour still away from home. It's night. And Sam says, Brittany, do you want me to drive the rest of the way home? And Brittany said, if I don't drive home now, I will never drive again. And that always stuck with me. I don't think she, I don't know. She probably doesn't even remember saying that.
1: <laughs> she, she doesn't remember what she had for lunch. She doesn't remember saying
0: that. No. <laughs> Sorry, Brittany, <laughs> yeah. for the roast. <laughs> it's true. But that always stuck with me. And I'm like, if we postpone talking about Lost now, we will never talk about Lost again. And I can't do that. I will not Mm -hmm. accept that. So Mm -hmm. that's why in like 30 minutes, me and Casey are going to go and we're going to talk about Meet Kevin Johnson in a completely different way than we have ever talked about an episode of Lost. And I'm ready for it. Yeah. And the you know there was a lot of interview with Harold Perrineau about Michael and everything, and I have a lot of thoughts on that. We are going to talk about that in the Meet Kevin Johnson episode. So don't think that we forgot about it or that we're not making a our our thoughts known on that. That will be in the Meet Kevin Johnson episode, and I'm sorry you have to wait for it. <laughs> but we we have to move on. Yeah. I will not I will not accept not talking about this like not finishing this show. I will not.
1: Yeah, we have to move on. And we now more than ever, I think, realize that we have a responsibility to move on with the knowledge that we have now. And, you know, I think I've seen a lot of different responses in this news coming out. I've seen, Mm -hmm. you know, from... Fans in particular, and in how they're dealing with this. And I just think that anyone who, you know, talks about this show and praises it in any capacity, you know, on any kind of like larger scale, more than just like your casual conversation, we have a responsibility now to talk about this show and praise it while acknowledging its really, really awful history. And I think some folks will move on and ignore what came out or sweep it under the rug as we've been doing with the allegations against Ian for years. I think a lot of people will pretend it never happened or they will, you know, talk about Lost with this like wistful but, you know, hurt and regretful kind of tone. And I think that's really irresponsible and selfish and ignorant. Our path forward is going to be talking about Lost with a sense of advocacy and education instead of denial and silence. Um, because that's kind of our responsibility as you know this silly little lost podcast whether five people listen Mm -hmm. to it or whether 500 people listen to it we have a responsibility to give people all the context for this show Mm -hmm. and for the stories we're talking about and not doing so and sweeping under the rug and not talking about it is ignorant and irresponsible so to that end I think me personally, I'm not going to say like we are the most informed lost podcast. We are the most educational lost podcast. We're not the smartest lost podcast. We're, we're, uh, uh, no, not at all. But I would say please just be mindful of, you know, kind of the other lost media. You may be consuming, be mindful of how they're talking about this. Like, same thing as, like, the Harry Potter stuff. If you want to listen to a Harry Potter podcast, that's incredible. Do that. But make sure that they're advocating for trans people on that podcast. Because if they're not, they're ignoring it. They don't care about you. And they care about that piece of media more than they care about your existence. Yes, oh, that's
0: such a good point. I do listen to one Harry Potter podcast and they are so feminist, they're like, she would hate this. Mm-hmm. Joe would hate this podcast, and that's what I love about it. There's a uh, YouTube channel that I watch that still talks a lot about Harry Potter, but the only but when they talk about Joe, they never say her name anymore. They mm-hmm. call her the author. And I feel like I'm sort of... <laughs> I am such a roast. They call her the author. And I'm like, I'm really attempted to come in here being like, oh yeah, this episode was written by the showrunners. Yes. Uh, this <laughs> you know?
1: episode was written by two white men.
0: Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But no, I completely agree. Just be mindful about the media that you are, that you're
1: consuming. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, since like, as we kind of progress as a society and kind of as more things like get uncovered about like pieces of media that we really love. I don't think there's a perfect way to talk about, you know, mm-hmm. the the media that does get kind of, you know, uncovered as being really messy. And and it's been happening for decades. I mean, I have a friend who like is so deep in the trenches of the Buffy fandom. And, Mm -hmm. you know, she slid into my DMs when this all came out and she was like, I'm not going to say I know exactly how you feel, but like with the- Joss Whedon is trash. (laughs) With everything we went through with Joss Whedon, I get it. And I'm like- Yeah, yeah. I I was kind of- taken back because i was like oh this has been happening forever forever like really horrible people who just happen to be part of making really Mm -hmm. great pieces of media and i i don't think there's a perfect way to deal with it i don't think there ever will be but i think all we can do is move forward with what we know and just continue advocating for the people who were harmed and, and hurt yeah. I wish that we
0: made any money from this so that we could like donate it to something oh
1: yeah we're not that important people but we don't but we don't we're not that important people and and you know? that's kind of like another thing that like i mean not to keep juxtaposing harry potter and lost like they're two Ooh. completely different entities very different
0: yeah absolutely but, but they are two things i have tattoos for yeah ah so, so
1: i have a hundred tattoo we've all been i know i know we've all been scorned well that's the thing casey <laughs> is that you're like well it's been 20 years i'm safe no no one's safe no
0: one's safe. Don't love anything. No. What? Don't love anything. <laughs> you can't protect yourself and just hate and just yeah. don't love anything.
1: In summary, don't love anything. It's too uh-huh. dangerous. <laughs> no, please. Please don't let that be your takeaway here. <laughs> yeah. But, like, not to keep, like, juxtaposing those two things, but, like, uh, with Lost, you know, since it is, I mean, it's not an older medium than Harry Potter. Like, Harry Potter mm-hmm. began yeah. much earlier than Lost, but um, in terms of, like... Oh, uh, like the things that are still being created from that media mm-hmm. like we're still getting harry yeah. potter movies and harry potter books we're not getting lost stuff anymore and harry potter merch and harry potter yeah. world like yes it's so much it's a lot easier no i don't want to say it's a lot easier it's it's easier i guess to like look at something like harry potter and say okay i will just stop financially contributing to this piece of yeah. media I won't buy a ticket to Harry Potter World. And it's easy to do that because they offer you so many things to give yes. your money to. Right. It's yeah. like, okay, I will not buy licensed merch. I will yeah. torrent all the movies, like mm-hmm. do all these things. It's it's a little difficult with Lost because, you know, it doesn't have all these other streams of revenue coming out from it. it really all yeah. there is is like streaming services. Mm-hmm. So we can say like, I guess we'll torrent. Episodes, but that that doesn't really. <sighs> feel like it fixes or helps the problem. And
0: also hurts the other people who worked so hard on it. Like, all the Harry Potter stuff, that money's going to Joe. Right. But the, all the lost stuff, all that money isn't necessarily going to Damon and Carlton. Like, it's helping other people.
1: Right. As well, yeah. you know? And so
0: it's hard because, like, I don't want to just, like, never watch it on Disney Plus or stop telling people to watch it because it's a meaningful show that changed my life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it would change other people's lives, too. So I want to keep recommending it to people. Right. And, but I don't know. But in but how?
1: I I mean, I, and that's something I think everyone's grappling with. Exactly, and I mean, like I said, I don't think there is a right answer. I think the yes, yeah. Only answer is you know, if you love it, keep watching it. If you want to recommend it, recommend it to people, and just say the show was not perfect. The showrunners mm-hmm. were not great. There was a lot of- Which we um, never
0: said. We never said this show was perfect.
1: Right, right. I've never
0: said that. And if I did, oops.
1: (laughs) I don't remember. But I don't think I've ever said that because it's not true. Right. Uh, But in the past, I think, you know, the only excuse for that has been, it's not a perfect show. It was made in the early 2000s. Now we can at least go forth in the knowledge in saying, this is not a perfect show. It dealt with a lot of stuff behind the scenes that literally every show- and every movie set like deals with behind the scenes which yeah. does come down to these awful hierarchies that put rich white men at the top and punish anyone who tries to who tries to uh kind of pull them down a notch as everyone um on the set of Lost who did try to fight back against Damon and Carlton experienced um Mm -hmm. You know, they didn't just try to fight back and advocate for themselves and then were, you know, ignored. They were punished. They were actively punished. People were fired. Mm -hmm. People were taunted. People were abused. (sighs) Just sucks. Just sucks.
0: And I'm sorry that you guys have to listen to more episodes of us complimenting them. It's it's not possible to re-record those and re-edit them in time. And that's just so much extra work. And I hope that you guys understand. And I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, it just sucks. And I think all we can do is keep this with us and not forget about it. Because I think, like I said, a lot of people will try to forget about it and try Mm -hmm. to justify loving this show. And you can still love the show. You really can. That's fine. I do. Robin does. I will. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, it will never not like hold incredibly deep meaning for both of us um mm-hmm. but loving it that much doesn't mean we shouldn't be criticizing it because
0: uh, that's not love yeah that it's like that it's immune to all of this
1: yeah uh newsflash nothing you love is sacred nothing you love <laughs> is is perfect is perfect is uh free none of you nothing you love is ethically sourced Oh my god, there is no ethical consumption under capitalism. Okay, okay, yeah. you can do your best by using your reusable straws and buying your non fast fashion. But guess what? Even those things, they come from bad places and bad. Nothing is good. It's all bad. Yeah.
0: Nothing's perfect. That's life. All right, guys.
1: Thanks for listening. I hope that this was cathartic for you. I really do. It was cathartic for me. It was for me. I'm I'm glad I was able to kind of actually get some comprehensive thoughts because yeah. for the first couple of days, my thoughts were just like, "This sucks. This sucks. How am I yeah. ever going to talk yeah. about this? This freaking sucks." Um,
0: and my mind. Oh yeah, we had so on our Patreon only podcast. <laughs> I just like screamed and cried for like twenty minutes. <laughs> it was really sad. <laughs> But but that was, like, the
1: day it came out. Like, it's... Uh, yeah, oh, that's tough. Ugh. I don't know how you did that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, if you have further thoughts or uh, questions or ideas for, you know, kind of what you want to see from us, I guess, like... Oh, yeah, please. Just, we want to hear from you. Uh, the best thing we can do is get as many different and diverse voices As possible in as many different perspectives. Yeah, because uh, at the end of the day, we are two young white women. um, And our word... Thanks for calling me young. (laughs) Hey, you're welcome. It's true. Uh, (laughs) Thanks. uh, uh, We, like, these things only mean so much coming out of our mouths. Uh, We know that we also have, you know, things we need to actively do to... Of course. To be better advocates and allies i mean that sounds like a stupid word because it's weaponized so much but um yeah uh we would love to hear from you if you have anything to add to this discussion um if you have anything else from mo's piece that struck you and that you think we need to talk about more let us know like robin said we are recording meet kevin johnson next um which uh harold really goes into detail about the events in that episode specifically um in that article so we will be talking about
0: that that was a absolute cosmic aligning of the planets that made it so that we had to postpone from recording that last week and now we're going to be recording it this week (laughs) i'm so thankful yeah it really feels like a sign like like it was technical difficulties too so i really feel like the computer was like no no (laughs) no not today do this (laughs) don't do it (laughs) Yeah. All right, you guys, we are about to record that podcast and we have about uh, 20 minutes. So we're going to take a 20 minute break before we do that. But thank you guys so much for listening. And yes, please get a hold of us if you have uh, any more thoughts. We'd be happy to retweet or if you want to do it uh, anonymously, you can feel free to send uh, your thoughts to our Tumblr and I'd be happy to reblog them there.
1: Ooh,
0: or voice memo. Should us a voice memo? Or voice memo. Sure. If we get enough of them, I might post like another little podcast of people voice memos. If not, it might be edited into a upcoming podcast. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'd love to hear from you. We'd really appreciate it. And yeah, I hope that this helped. It helped me. So um,
1: yeah, thanks for recording with me about it, Casey. Hey, there's literally no one else I could record about <laughs> this with, Robin. And no one else I would want to. Aw. Oh, what
0: a love okay you know what what a lovely way to finish this little podcast all right we'll talk to you guys soon and take care of yourself yeah okay love you bye okay, love you bye